It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are looking at live images of the skyline in Gaza where we have seen a number of explosions in the last few minutes. Extraordinary uh, sights there. Massive explosions going off, almost double explosions, which leads you to believe uh, that uh, they're aiming for weapons deposits uh, where Hamas keep their weapons. So you see a building explode, and then it seems to explode again, and that could be that it's hit a... um, uh, a weapons uh, storage area. So that's what's going on now. And it also it uh, feeds into what Netanyahu has been saying, uh, that uh, they intend to destroy Hamas. Uh, and obviously before they invade, which the invasion is clearly imminent, three to 400,000 Israeli troops gathering on the borders of Gaza, uh, before they invade, uh, they need to uh, get rid of as much potential Hamas resistance as possible. But uh, as we've also been saying, they're trying to destroy some of these uh, tunnels, massive tunnel system underneath uh, Gaza. Uh, To put it in context, if you live in London or if you know anything about the London underground system, which is huge, uh, there are more tunnels, uh, there is more length of tunnels underneath Gaza than there is in the London underground system. So sort of like a patchwork, quilt underneath uh, Gaza, just tunnels everywhere, weapons deposits, God knows what else. That's what uh, they are attacking. Uh, The explosions are extremely uh, extensive. And according to what Netanyahu has been saying, the Israeli prime minister, uh, they could get worse, which is why he's been telling people in the north of Gaza to move south. There are 2.3 million people in that tiny strip of land. Uh, It's crowded enough already, but as they all surge south, uh, God knows, you dread to think uh, just how cramped uh, and difficult conditions are going to be. They could get out through the Rafa border, of course, Uh, but uh, uh, Egypt will not let its Muslim brothers from Palestine, from the Gaza Strip, enter its country. So there's a big expression of solidarity from the Egyptians there. I'm delighted to have Peter Hitchens with me now. Peter, uh, tell us about your latest column from the Mail on Sunday. You you made a very good point, a very striking first, simple first sentence, but very striking. Why is Israel... Uh, the only country in the world that gets blamed for being attacked. <laughs> well, I think there is something very peculiar about it. And there, Just looking I, at your column, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, a 
a, a long-standing defender of Israel against its enemies, but not an uncritical one. And no one of any sense can be uncritical. Israel often does very wrong, very stupid things, as do most countries, especially countries engaged in war. And I don't hesitate to, to say that. And also, there is no doubt uh, that Israel exists on the basis of the, 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 the seizure of land and the driving out of the original population in 1948. Uh, very respected Israeli historians have themselves confirmed this, and it's true. And you have to say, well, that is obviously a terrible thing, but in this, the era when this happened, uh, there were many other instances in the world of people being driven out of their ancestral lands. And there is, by now, the, these, these horrible things have been, uh, have been settled. The people who were driven out were resettled. Their descendants are now living in, I won't necessarily say contentment, but living in reasonable circumstances. Only in Israel is there a, uh, it's still a United Nations agency devoted to the care of, of people displaced in 1948, 75 years ago. And you have to ask yourself why the huge and in many cases rich Arab world has not done more uh, to resettle those people. The other point I make is that Israel is by no means the only country which has achieved its, its existence by driving out or suppressing the, the previous indigenous population. America? Two obvious examples, United States and Australia, yeah. uh, where this has happened. Nobody goes on at them about it anymore. I mean, there are people who will quite rightly raise the, the, uh, the, the treatment of Australian indigenous peoples and, and the, American, the Native Americans, as, as we now, I think, rightly call them rather than Indians. But I, the fact is their cause is lost and gone, and it's accepted. This has happened. When these tragedies happen over and over again, do you prolong them or do you bring them to an end? And also, why is it that Israel alone of the countries which, with, uh, which has this, this problem is the one which is constantly arraigned before the supposed court of world public opinion about it? So I, that's one point I mean, I try not well, to be emotional. Why is it? Well, it's a, you have to ask yourself, what is it that's so unusual about Israel? Who lives there? Yeah, anti-Semitism. I'm afraid, I'm very much afraid. And if you say this to people, you say, well, you're, you're, what, tell me about your concerns about all the other injustices in the world and show me where you've demonstrated against them or protested against them or written articles against them or, 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 or generally been concerned about them. Just show me the other parallel concerns which you've shown for similar circumstances. They can't say it. And they say, well, okay, then what is it about Israel that makes it so specific? And they will never answer. So I won't answer either. You can, I will leave it to anybody watching this to work out for themselves what it might be. And it, here is the thing. This is the origin of the whole problem in the first place. Why does Israel exist? Because uh, the, the whole idea of Zionism, the creation of a Jewish state, was deeply unpopular uh, in Europe and among most European Jews uh, before, before 1939. Uh, very few of them were persuaded of it. They thought it was a bad idea. They, they could see the problems of moving Jews into an area which was already inhabited by Arabs. There was already a, a large Jewish settlement in what was then the British Mandate of Palestine, but not a nation. But after the death camps were opened in 1945, even the most obdurate opponents of the Zionists, uh, the Zionist program of creating a, a, a Jewish state in the Middle East, even they gave up. They said there has to be somewhere to go. Most people yeah. don't know the record of the civilized nations of the world uh, in the period before 1939. They don't know how they simply closed their doors uh, to Jewish refugees from Nazi persecution. Even worse, they don't know that Britain was one of the most foremost in closing those doors because Britain controlled migration 
to what was then its colonial possession, the Palestine Mandate. And in 1939, having promised to create a national home for the Jews, pretty much ended Jewish migration to that part of the world. 1939, this was after the terrible events of what most people will have heard of, Kristallnacht, in November 1938, when the German government openly sponsored a murderous pogrom against the Jews of Germany. You could not have been in any doubt in May 1939 when we started shutting down Jewish migration to Palestine. You could not have been in any doubt of the dangers of the Jews of Europe from Nazi Germany, and yet we closed it. And it's the most extraordinary event. And but the, this, this was general at the time. And so we, we, but people changed their minds. And so that is, Israel doesn't exist uh, for any other reason than that. Millions of people, some Jewish, many not, recognized that Jews had in future to have somewhere to go if the persecution started again. That's why it's there. It's there because of persecution. But it's, it's opposed uh, for the same reason that it's there. Uh, and and Israel, Israel is blamed for existing, blamed for, the, for its many wrongs. And I, I say I, I don't quarrel with the people who, who, who point out that Israel has done many wrong things. Blamed for all these things without going back to the initial point. The reason for its existence is intolerance of Jews. Uh, indeed. And uh, I think it's quite right that after the Holocaust, uh, these poor people, these poor persecuted people, the oldest hatred in the world is anti-Semitism, have somewhere to go. Um, in terms of this war, uh, how do you see it unfolding? Uh, the thing is that uh, they're obviously going to go in uh, maybe today, certainly within the next couple of days, three to 400,000 troops. The air uh, barrage will continue. Uh, it's going to be hellish. Now, the thing is, uh, I think a lot of people around the world go, oh, Israel is very powerful, massive army. Uh, this will be over very, very quickly. Uh, they're fighting in a city. It will not be over quickly, will it? I doubt it. I mean, it's always risky to make military predictions because they are sometimes proved wrong. I doubt it will go well. Uh, I am myself against it. I'm also against the bombardments. I've been against the bombardment of Gaza for many years, and every time Israel has done it in, in recent years, I've written articles saying that they shouldn't be doing it because I think it's a mistake. I think it would require leadership in Israel of an extraordinarily high quality, which I think it lacks, uh, to, to, to actually resist the, the cause. Now, this is not unreasonable. If this country had been attacked by, exactly. a, by, a, by a neighbor, if, if, the, if people had, had stormed into English villages and murdered women and children and, and abducted uh, children and grandmothers and dragged them off to, 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 to dungeons, uh, if, the, if, if a large part of southern England was still stained with blood, the government would be under the most immense pressure to retaliate in, in, in many, many ways from, the, from, the, from public opinion, from the media and from parliament. It would be very, very hard to resist. And you can understand the need to do something. Yes, of course. The problem is what you do. And I personally think that the bombardment of Gaza is probably ineffectual in military terms and dangerous in terms of, of propaganda. It makes it, it, it turns the discussion away from why do these people actually burst into Israel and with no, no excuse, they're not claiming this was collateral damage in a military attack, directly attack and murder defenseless civilians. Why do these people do that? What can we do to change the world so it doesn't happen? And now in all the discussion is going to be about the Israeli bombing of Gaza, the Israeli cutting off of water and electricity, uh, the, 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 the millions of people in Gaza seeking refuge, driven from their homes. And, and again, we will be back 
before square one to the point where no rational discussion will take place. What we see in the, at the moment is, is an Israeli government led about as badly as the United States was led after September the 11th. And you remember at the time, the world's sympathy for America after those horrible massacres in Manhattan was huge and completely dissipated by George W. Bush in, in, in its stupid attack on Iraq and also on the, the, the introduction of, of, of actually quite serious repressive measures in his own country. A missed opportunity, uh, in my view, on a very large scale and a, and a mistake. And I, as I say, as, as an absolute friend of, of Israel and a believer that it, 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 it must be permitted to exist because there the has to be somewhere like that. I, I'm very dubious about this. And also, I think it will, in practical terms, there's grave danger of failing. Urban warfare is the most awful form of warfare yeah. uh, in which the attacker has an immediate disadvantage. And I, I've been to Gaza, and I can tell you, I wouldn't want uh, to be a soldier trying to fight my way into it one little tiny bit. Have we got a sort of potential sort of Aleppo or Mosul coming up here? Well, you know what we have? This is a very interesting comparison that you make. Uh, when the Russians uh, helped the Syrians to crush what was basically an Islamist revolt in Aleppo, the world said how terrible it was, the Russians were destroying hospitals and all the rest of it. When, when the West did something pretty much identical in Mosul, uh, there was the amazing stories were told about how we were bombing Mosul all the time, but nobody was dying as a result. Totally unbelievable. And hardly anybody knows it happened. Uh, but in this occasion, Israel may be absolutely sure it will be covered. Because here's another fascinating thing about Israel. If you want to go as a journalist to any part of the Middle East, it's quite a palaver to get in. And when you're there, you're, you come under pretty heavy supervision. Anybody can go to Israel, pretty much. And they're free to report almost anything they want. There is, there is a, a military censorship, which is very light. There are places they won't encourage you to go, but the last time... Uh, that I went to Gaza. I just went to the Israeli government press office in, in, in Jerusalem. I got an Israeli press card. I went down to the Eres border crossing and I went into Gaza. That's all the stuff. You try doing that, try getting into Gaza from Egypt and see what happens to you. Yeah. You won't get anywhere near the place. Or uh, try, try getting into Syria as a journalist. Uh, that, then you, you immediately run into trouble. It, it's, and so the result of this, Israel being a free country, is that it, it is the center of coverage and its, its misdeeds are covered where the misdeeds of other countries were not. You wouldn't have known for years, for instance, that Syria was illegally occupying Lebanon. But the, the Israeli occupations were constantly harped on about. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Um, not time to talk about it now, but I'd like to talk about uh, Queers for Palestine, a gay group uh, who uh, support Palestine. Uh, they should try moving there. Uh, uh, they would uh, not find it a very nice place to live. And uh, a lot of gay people in Gaza uh, seek uh, asylum in Israel because there, their rights uh, as a gay person will be respected. In Palestine, they are not, but that's a different issue. Well, it's but just an interesting issue because the, the way in which the, what you might call the political left in this country, the cultural <laughs> the political left, uh, will generally be on the side of, the, of, the, of the Arab cause in, yeah. this, in this dispute. And it, it's, it's a very interesting alliance between people who are totally unlike each other. The Arab societies are deeply uh, morally and socially conservative in ways that, uh, that you would think that the left would, would be at least questioning about. Yes. Uh, and yet they, they, they ally this way. And I, interestingly, it was the other way around until the late 60s, until the 1967 war. I remember this change beginning when Israel won the 67 war. 
uh, and became, became the, the apparent overdog rather than the underdog, the left in the West began to change its mind towards Israel and be more sympathetic to the Arab cause. But it is an odd, a very, very odd alliance between people who really, if they, if they met each other on home ground, either way, if, if, the, if, if Hamas came here or if, or, if, um, or if, if a London leftist went to Gaza, I think they'd both be quite uncomfortable in each other's company. Exactly. It seems um, it's pretty incoherent, uh, some of the stances taken back here to support is, uh, Palestine. Nothing wrong with supporting Palestine, but some of the people who do so uh, seem to do so in ignorance. Uh, let's come back home, uh, if you don't mind, Peter. Suella Bravman, um, uh, by the way, so we get so last year, we had 48,000 uh, illegal migrants came over on boats and uh, dinghies. This year, they're talking about 50 or 60,000. Uh, they don't tend to talk about the 1.1 million legal uh, migrants who come into this country every year. About 500,000 of them leave, but 600,000 legal migrants come in every year. Government is now admitting that its threshold for allowing these people into this country in terms of what they will earn here has been uh, too low. It was uh, £26,200 a year. They now want to rise that or raise that to about £33,000 a year, which I would suggest won't make a blind bit of well, difference. It also pretty much takes account of inflation, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, there's this, it's not going to make any difference. Raising the, raising the limits in, 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 in accord with inflation. So I, it, it's so much of what this government does. Uh, is is gesture politics designed to give the appearance of doing something when in fact they have run out of things to do they don't know what to do and they they're stuck with it but they have to try and triangulate themselves against labor which which will it, it almost certainly oppose these things and by doing so the tories hope that they will persuade voters who are against mass immigration uh, to either stay on their side or, or switch to their side in time for the general election it's pure it's, it's head pure head head electoral head. politics. I don't think it has any actual value or significance at all in real life. Uh, talking of which, um, this sounds like a reality TV show. Uh, so much my, of life my, does these days, <laughs> doesn't it? Migrants will get 30 minute, minutes to make their case against deportation. Be like countdown, won't it? Right, you're off. Ding, ding, how ding, ding. They, I mean, how can they do that? <laughs> I mean, whatever you do. <laughs> You've got half an hour. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that could possibly I know. get... But you, you know, you, you know, the, the, the Court of Human Rights is going to have some words to say about that. It won't happen, is what I, what I confidently predict. Like almost all these things, it will not actually happen. But it's a good gimmick, again. People will hear it and they'll think, oh, well, maybe those Tories have got something to say after all, and that will be the intended effect. When it actually gets to the point of, of, of application, nothing will happen. Um... Uh, what's this one? Net migration is to stay above pre-Brexit levels. I mean, that's the, the same kind of thing, isn't it? Can we talk about uh, the Tories uh, have told Rishi Sunak to take on Keir Starmer over his house-building plans. Now, Keir Starmer, at what uh, we were told, was a triumphant Labour conference <laughs> last week. Um, apart from the fact he got covered in glitter, uh, announced... That was the of, best bit. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was the only entertaining bit. Did you see the... I keep saying, he shouldn't go into stand-up comedy. He can't handle hecklers. All he did was... <laughs> he kept going, thank you, conference. Conference, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was, that was his only response. However, he did go on in his uh, rather lengthy speech to announce this 
1.5 million house building plan, uh, which would be built not on the green belt, not on the brown belt, no. but the grey belt. The grey belt, yeah. Uh, what does all that mean? What it means is that all politi major political parties have been constantly lobbied by developers yeah. uh, for a complete free-for-all. And the Tories have been lobbied by developers and have in, in many ways tried to give in. But of course, they then ran into big trouble and they started to lose by-elections to the Liberal Democrats in areas where that development would hurt their own voters. So they're a bit wounded on that. But the idea that the, the starting point of this country's housing problems is a shortage of houses is, of course, wrong. The starting point of this country's housing problems is, is social. Uh, the encouragement of, of, of mass divorce by, by incredibly relaxed divorce laws created huge demand for housing. And then you add to that the, the actually, I believe, the encouragement of mass migration by governments who want to turn this into a low-wage economy, and for that you need a much larger population, uh, means that we've, we've got more people than houses. It's not a housing crisis. It's a social crisis caused by government policy. Uh, and it, if uh, most people... Whenever anybody says, starts going on about NIMBYs, I say, well, ask them how far their nearest neighbour's front door is from them. And almost everybody who goes on about NIMBYs and jeers at people who are worried about developments in their area will have, will have neighbours perhaps half a mile away and, and large amounts of <laughs> land around their houses because they're very rich from being developers. Most of us don't have this and we're hugely affected if our areas are, are, are heavily developed. So I, I think there's, there's just going to be a battle here, which the, the Tories will, will, will lose votes on quite badly if they, if they accede to the developers' pressure. And I'm not sure it's a particularly good Labour cause either. Uh, also, you know, I suppose now is not the time to cost everything out, but uh, Labour keep assuring us that all their policies are costed. One of their policies is to uh, 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 insulate 19 million British homes. Uh, that will cost a fortune. I can't believe they've properly costed that. And the, in terms of this house building scheme, I couldn't make head nor tail of it. He said, uh, you know, that uh, we will build houses not where developers want them, but where the people want them. I have no idea what that means. And also, uh, who's going to pay for these houses? Are they government houses or are they just asking developers to develop? Well, you see, if, if there are several things which, if Labour did, I'd, I'd almost be tempted to vote for them. If they would renationalize. <laughs> Come on, Peter. No, if they would renationalize re the railways, for instance, uh, and, and say, right, that's it, we've privatization was a disaster, we're renationalizing them, and what's more, we're going to rebuild them, then I think that might get my vote. If they would say, right, we're going back to, uh, to, to, have, to building council estates as they were before mm. the Thatcher uh, right to buy revolution, then I would support them that as well. The problem at the moment is that if you build council houses, they're still up for sale. And you build them, and then, then they go out of the council market. What this country needs, because if you look at what we spend on housing benefit, it is catastrophic, in, and, and it's a very ineffective way of helping people get housing. Uh, if we had actually maintained council estates as we had before the Thatcher Revolution, uh, we would have much less of a housing problem than we do now, particularly for people who need to, to move uh, to, to work. And it would, also, they, they were in many cases very strong communities, which are very resistant to crime and disorder in a way which the broken up communities, which have followed the dismantling of council housing, are not. And this was a big mistake, but they won't do that. And, 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 and frankly, what's the point of them if they won't do it? Um, I mean, 
but to go back to my point, what did you glean from it? I mean, is he saying the government is going to build 1.5 million houses, or is he saying that the government, the Labour government, would encourage developers to build houses I think it's and a make of, profits? It's a matter of encouraging developers. It's a matter of making you know, developers always complaining there's no land on which to build the houses they want to build and sell. Uh, so what he's saying is, okay, we'll we'll make more land available for you to build them, and then you can sell them. And that's how that's how developers work, isn't it? Uh, also, so. they, they also they, they buy land all the time, and not necessarily land on which they can build. Yeah, they, they maybe they'll be able to build they, on it now. They buy it and then they hang on to it. But so. it's a weird combination, isn't it? Yeah. The Labour Party and property developers. It, it certainly is. You think? Uh, and uh, I'm hoping to find out what the grey belt is uh, when Keir Starmer. I think you'll probably if, find out you live in it. Yeah, <laughs> I probably do. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.